Welcome to the Mean Green Show. 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 What's up, my freaking people? What's up, what's up? Welcome to the Mean Green Show every day. <laughs> hey, man, tell DJ Cali. I know he got Jay-Z in there oh, on his last man. album. I'm looking for a remix. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, what's up, man? Nothing much, man. Living life. How was the weekend? Great. Weekend to, was great. Yes, sir. Got to see the, the Astros yesterday. Me too. Did you? Coincidence. <laughs> we were at the same game by the same section with the same row. <laughs> Uh, no, it was cool to go out with you with the fam and, and, and catch the game. Had a oh, great yeah. time, man. So thanks for coming. Absolutely. Um, last week, dope podcast. We're not CrossFit. Got a lot of good feedback from a that. A lot of good Thank feedback. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for the Mean Green fam and those outside of the Mean Green fam. Yep. I think people uh, thought we brought a lot of value to what they heard. And, and it wasn't necessarily – if you listen to the podcast, it wasn't a shh on CrossFit. It was exactly. more about – the aesthetics of the gym and the programming and why we do things the way we do it. So, yeah. again, we're talking about our season of why Mean Green boot camps and gyms do what potentially other gyms and boot camps don't do. Yeah. This week, Jay, what do we have? Man. Are we going to go with the topic? That I just, Let's it's it's going to be uh, – I love it. Come as you are. Come as you are is our subject title. So – I was talking to Shanna. Initially, this wasn't, to be transparent with everybody, this wasn't the podcast topic. We actually went into this week's topic last week. We yeah. kind of merged two podcast episodes to one. And uh, on the way here, I have to give my uh, my wiser sis. Shanna yeah. said, don't call her, her old, the older the sis. The wiser sis. My wiser like sis. She, <clears throat> we just got to talking about kickball. Mm-hmm. And she... She said she wished she would have came earlier because it looked like it was so much fun. And she was like, Chris, I was just amazed to see different walks of life. And everybody there looked like they was enjoying themselves, like they wanted to be there. Yeah. And she was like, man, y'all do something special. It's like you accept people for who they are. So I got out the car. I was like, cheer, cheer. <laughs> I think we got a, I think we got an episode name. So Here we go. <laughs> this is actually how it came about. So, you know, the cool thing about this one, again, like all of our episodes, I have no idea where this goes. Mm-mm. Um, but I'm, I feel good about it. I feel really good about it because there are a lot of fitness enthusiasts that I'm connected with and we share some same qualities. I'm going to be able to brag on that today. Okay. And there are some that have no idea what we do and then they're going to be like, oh, that's how it happens. And I'm hoping and praying that the Mean Green fam connect and see what we talk about today. Do you want me to start the first question or do you have it? Before you start that question, family, thank you guys. That event Kick was ball. amazing. amazing. Kickball was amazing. I think there was what, uh, 60 plus at people out there. Least. At least. Uh, everybody had a good time. Uh, it got competitive. It got heated oh, at points. So just an uh, amazing event. Uh, I know you guys donated a lot for school supplies as well. So Absolutely. shout out to the family. You guys are amazing. Absolutely. Just wanted to say that before we start. Couldn't do it without you. Right? Y'all, um, you guys were just, y'all just top notch, man. So thank you for clicking the link donating yep. thank you for bringing items to the gym 
David Martinez did over five hundred dollars uh, in cash where the gym gave him money. He yeah. was shopping for it. So to all you guys again, thank you. Shout out to the red team champions with Coach Jared. Y'all beat Those, us. Baby. Kicked off. <laughs> why y'all? Why y'all want to beat on me like that, man? No. But uh, that was fun. Good times, a, man. What was funny was uh, the first game was between Milton and I. Yeah. And I don't know. I think y'all do that on purpose every <laughs> every event. It's like oh, y'all did for play football last yeah, time. Every, it's like we have four teams typically. And the winner play each other, and then the teams that don't win play each other. Yeah. For some reason, it's always me and Milton <laughs> going against each other. And, uh, you know, a call is a call, whether it was a good call or bad call. I don't – whatever, right? Yeah. But Milton, like, tried to big brother me. <laughs> and he was like, no, he was, she was out. And I was like, no, you can't, you can't be the umpire, too. Like, you're on the rival Everything. team. But the fun, funny part about it was a lot of people got to see me and Milton be competitive yeah. towards each other. So yeah. I, I had one person who was like, man – that was kind of intimidating, but I like it. So uh, I'm glad you guys got to see the way me and Milton act at fun. home playing, <laughs> playing Madden or Dominoes or whatever we play. We're just brothers. So brothers. I had an incredible time. So, all right. So what you got? You or me? Who? Uh, you can get it popping. First question. First question I have for you, Jared, coming into the game, right? Two years, you you in a leadership role. Um when I say we accept anybody as they are and where they're at in life, what does that mean to you? Uh, I think it means that, um, honestly, I just feel like it's it's, it's family, which is yeah. what we go for anyway. Because I let me, let me let me skate this line because there are dysfunctional families. All right, there are families where most yeah where. You know, oh, just because we're blood doesn't mean I have to. And I, I get that. There's, right. you know, there's some dysfunctional families, but the, the root behind a family is you have people to lean on, people to fall back on, no matter what, thick, thin. Like you, you, family is always family. Yeah. And truthfully, that's the vibe that yeah. Mean Green is. That's what we are. So, uh, out of shape, in shape, whatever it is, we we accept you for that. When you come in the gym, uh, late on time like no there's no bad feelings towards you and what you're doing we're just accepting of you so that yeah. again topic is come as you are and that's literally what it is come as you are so um to me like i said that's that's kind of what it means to me it kind of means yeah that come as you are you just created the outline for today's podcast show so thank you <laughs> all right <laughs> so different portions right Let's dive in. Because I think when people here come as you are or we accept you as you are, I think they nat- naturally think of skin color or or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And let's touch that part last. Okay. But let's dive in more so. I hear this a lot in church. I hear this a lot in the gym. Chris, I know you're a part of a fitness space, and I'm going to join you when I get in shape, <laughs> right? <laughs> or, you know – Hey, I want to, and it's just not my faith. It can be any faith, but I'm pretty sure anybody heard this that, you know, practice consistency in faith. When I get my life right, I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. start building into my faith and whatnot. But it's actually the opposite, right? Yeah. So, another question, then we just go from there. Cool. When we talk not being at your best, but we want you right where you're at. Mm hmm. How does that look for you as 
a person that gets so many people that come to us not at their best. So I kind of want to lean into 10X. Okay. Okay. Another shout book that to, we talked about. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Grant Cardone. Shout out to my boy Grant. Yes, sir. Send me a text, um, bro. One of the big things in one of his chapters is taking massive action, right? And the thing about taking action is it promotes more action. So when you do something, it creates new problems for you to have to solve, which is what we want in life. We want to continue to have to create. That's how we get better. Absolutely. Uh, but some one of the things we run into is. Yeah. Sometimes we're scared to, or you know, something is holding us back from taking that action, and that's the thing with fitness. When, when somebody comes and says, like, that, that's the funniest thing in the world to me. Uh, I'll come work out with you when I get in shape. Mm. Like what? Like take action. Just come work out with me to get in shape. I like now that, that creates new problems. Absolutely. Right. So that's kind of the approach that I have when it comes to talking to people that kind of have that perspective or getting people to take that first step anyway like come come as you are that's the action step so that's really what that's what fitness is all about to me honestly it's taking action that's it and the term problem i would like to dive into that word let's go when you hear problem just naturally your response what do you think uh problem something you got to solve yeah right yeah good bad uh, typically bad right initial initial thoughts and i'm curious what you guys think Comment down below. I'm curious. I want to see your comments. <laughs> when I say problem, do you think good or do you think bad? So as they're commenting down below, Jared, mm-hmm. the word no. All right, we're conditioned to hear no way more than we're conditioned to hear yes. You know, as a child or me as a father, no, Caleb, no, Christopher, no, you can't do this. No, no, no. I've been saying that since they were yeah. <laughs> a day old, right? So when you get to be 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, sometimes you tell yourself not even knowing no because you're conditioned to hear and no, yeah. right? So it's the same thing with the word problem. Problem doesn't mean bad. It doesn't mean good. It doesn't mean negative, <laughs> and it doesn't mean positive. Correct. It's, it's an, an equation that potentially needs to be implemented. So when you say problem, a lot of people are thinking like, Oh, I got a problem. I need to figure out my problem with overeating. I need to figure out my problem with alcoholism, whatever it may be. But a problem also can be a math problem. Yeah. Right? So I just want you guys to identify that first before we even go any further. Like, a problem doesn't mean negative, but it doesn't mean positive. Correct. It's just something that's there. But when you figure it out, you're better than where you were yesterday. So, um, Going back to what you were saying, Jared, is is really intriguing to see somebody else outside of my brain say some of the words that I really believe mm-hmm. and, and, and feel, and I agree with you. When I say this, what's your first reaction, right? Um, I don't need help to become the best me. My first reaction? Mm-hmm. Oops. Interesting. 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 You got anything? I, Speechless? Th- th- yeah, that's a stumper. I don't know. Because <laughs> the reason why I asked that, right, because let's stick with just physical fitness. Okay. How many people say, I don't need help? And then they get to a place where finally they ask for help. And I think that's not a sign of weakness, is when you say, I need help, you mm-hmm. know, um, physical fitness, right? If I want to lose 20 pounds, 
why do I let myself get to 50 pounds when I can just say, man, I need help. And I think a part of Mean Green is being accepted, you know, and that that dives really deep because now we're talking not just fitness. We can probably go back to elementary or middle school when you sat at a certain lunch table and they didn't let you sit there because you was the person that passed all your classes, right? So I just think that when you get to a point where you're open enough to say you need help, you're opening it up for growth. And I think that's Mean Green in, in a nutshell. Like, I think every from the coaches down to the person that joined one minute ago, you're basically saying, I need help. Even as a as an owner, as a coach, like, every day, like, we just sat down and programmed, like, the last <laughs> 90 minutes. And it, Jared can correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't contact Jared and say, hey, I got it down. Come read what I wrote. I was like, hey, <laughs> I need help. <laughs> And then it got to a point where I was, he was like, when do you want to do this? I was like, I think I said yesterday, like yesterday. (laughs) Like, I need help like yesterday. But I'm really big on not trying to do everything myself. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that with Mean Green specifically, the amount of souls, I'm going to say, that we've been able to encounter, it's so cool to see people embody like hey i'm getting help and it's cool yeah i'm getting help and it's worth it i'm getting help and and i'm proud to be uh help because that's contagious yeah because now they want to help other people which creates a culture so i'm actually saying question all over again right (laughs) but this time i want you to think of i'm gonna reword the question but i want you to think of the last person that came in and now they probably don't think they can be without the strategies you taught them. So think 10 seconds of that person, then I'm going to ask a question. Give me a thumbs up when you're ready. Good. All right. So now for the person that you're thinking of, what would happen if they never would have opened up and told you they needed help? They wouldn't be where they're at. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) So guys, like, I think and hope, whether you're a gym owner, um, a franchise owner of Chick-fil-A, whether you're the owner of a corporation that fuels thousands and thousands of people, um, everybody wants to be at, at a place where they're accepted. Yeah. But you got to take that first step, which is saying, hey, I'm here. You know, I want some help. Um, in the comment section, and I'll let Jay take the mic, I'm curious to see your reaction of Mean Green. When you came to Mean Green, whether it was a boot camp, PT, the gym, where were you at? Were you at a place where you thought you knew how to do everything and then you're finally like, hey, come on, I need some help? Or did you know everything and you just like, hey, iron sharpens iron? I'm curious to see where you're at. Um, yeah, I'll leave it right there. I want to see what they say. I just kind of want to lean into your position and why it stumped me. I want everybody to know why. I had nothing to say. And it's because in order to be your best you, sometimes I, people do have the, I guess, I know that, that thing been giving me. Somebody's <laughs> backing up a, a tow truck. The, um, Not a tow truck, a, a moving van. Um, I think you, you have the capabilities of being your best self if you really dive in. But I think everybody has things that they need. Let's just call it coaching. So, Tom Brady is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Absolutely. Tom Brady is a quarterback coach. 
he has things that he can get better at that somebody can visualize and see, hey, Tom, X, Y, Z, hey, Tom, X, Y, Z. One of the greatest quarterbacks to ever do it needs a coach to get better, to be his best self. That's so that's true. really how I see it. That's not saying Tom Brady's a bad quarterback. Tom no. Brady is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but he still needs coaching. Mm. He still needs help. Is he great because of that? Yes. That's it. That's it. It, only, it, only, it doesn't make him worse, having a coach. It makes him better. So that's kind of the – that's the way I feel about this. Like, we're we're trainers. We can program a workout. We can sit there and go through our schedule and you know mark out time. And this is when I'm working out. This is when I'm planning this. This is when I'm doing a podcast. This yeah. is when I'm training. We could do that. It's hard to stick to that schedule, and sometimes that's where we need help. Help. So you can you always need help somewhere. Yeah, I love it, man. So. And that that combination to me is mean green. Yeah. All right, because even if you look at our our team, let's look at the – since we're at the Southwest location, look at the Southwest location. It's not built upon Chris, yep. whereas, like, Chris does the training, Chris does the marketing, Chris does the onboarding, Chris does the uh, seven-day at-risk list, Chris does the uh, onboarding for new trainers. Chris, it, it, I <laughs> promise Chris is not doing all that. There's no way. Yeah. Right? It's 24 hours in a day, and there's only some so amount of energy and effort you have. But the combination of everybody bringing what they bring to the table makes it beautiful, yeah. right? What David brings to the table, what Dane brings to the table, what Alex brings to the table, what Jared brings to the table, what James and Jordan brings to the table, what Jason Crazy Butt brings to the table, <laughs> right? What Faye brings to the table, what Christian brings to the table. That combination creates something really special, and I believe that just rains down on what we do as a brand. Yep. And if we go back to – saying the whole topic we accept you as you are yeah like can you imagine me telling alex as great alex is as a person and what she does for me in green can you imagine if i say hey alex you have to be in front of the camera with a mic i need you know 100 percent personality every time you're on the mic that's that's not that's not her that's not what she likes yeah right so why would i force her to do something that's not the passion. Can she do it? Probably so. Absolutely. But behind the scenes and implementation and creating ideals and being creative and, you know, being on the team about, you know, execution, like that's her strength. Yeah. And I think that's why Mean Green found the success we found because we bring people in that way as members. Yeah. Because you're an attorney and you're a school teacher and you're a mechanic, and you do real estate, and everybody comes in to do Different what they things. do, and they do a great job at it. We just want to inspire the fire from your physicality or your mentality when it comes to fitness. But because we accept you at your greatness, that's why we all, I believe, kind of flow and create that momentum together. Um, yeah, man, I just I really enjoy, honestly, Jared, seeing that from the family. And I've seen that this past weekend at kickball. I thought that was dope. Acceptance. Absolutely. Jared, what would we be if they didn't accept us? Well, dang. (laughs) I would be jobless, number one. Absolutely, because they have to – they have to – accept you but i mean acceptance also comes with trust they got to trust you and if they didn't accept you they wouldn't trust you or your Mm -hmm. programming so mean green would be nothing nothing (laughs) nothing nothing and it's cool because i call it the reflection Mm -hmm. right so typically when i process things i always process process is saying what would i do 
if I was in their shoes. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's why I try my best to connect with as many people as possible because at the end of the day, I want to be, I want to serve, but I want to do it in a manner where they value it. And I believe they value it. They want to either serve in return mm -hmm. or support or empower or whatever it is. And I believe that creates healthy relationships. Um, yeah, I'll leave it there. I want to touch on something. Some gyms build culture around late policies and, you know, things like that. Oh, yeah. Why doesn't Mean Green do that? It's tough, to be honest. Um Screw it. I really enjoy fitness programs. It's a I'm gonna try not to say a name, but I enjoy it. They have a policy called uh don't be late, be great. Mm -hmm. Right? And their goal behind it's a philosophy. They're not assholes. It's a philosophy behind it. They shave screw it, I don't care. <laughs> they shave their payroll by doing that. So if Chris is running a five PM class if you get there, if everybody's there by 4.55 p.m., that means I can check everybody in. If there's a uh, an error on the account, I can fix it. I greet everybody. I have them prepped and ready for class. But at 4.55, if I close the door, that gives me five minutes to transition, and then I can teach class, and I don't have to worry about people coming in because the door is locked, which means I don't have to stop training as a coach. Mm -hmm. I can focus on them and not worry about admin things. The reason behind that is because they want to cut payroll costs. Yep. It's not that they're assholes. They're cutting payroll, <laughs> right? But Good. at the same time, you know, um, and it creates a culture where it be on time and respect my time. Mm -hmm. For us specifically, I, and I'm not against what I just said. Yep. That works well for them. But for me and Green, I wish you would tell me. I could not come into a class, not just because I live in Houston and I probably drove through traffic, <laughs> not just that, but more so, what if I just had a big argument with Tina? Or what if, like this morning, I found out a guy that I went to school with got murdered? Mm -hmm. What if I just heard that news and I just built the, uh, the courage in my car for 15 minutes debating whether I was going to come in or not. I just, like, you know what? I need my gym. I need that positive energy from Jared. And I sat in the car crying for 15 minutes. And I finally built the courage, Jared, and I walked through the doors. And you said, oh, no, you late. You can't come in today. Like, dude, I was coming to you yeah, for help. You know what I mean? So for us, that policy, come as you are. Um, I'm quick. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, bread, dang, real quick because – whether they're late or not, like, I, I want you here. And I know, as I mentioned before, me and Green saved me. Mm -hmm. So that day, they coming in late, they probably late because something happened. happened. Yeah. And if I can be the person that encouraged you or them to be excited for at least that portion of their day, like, man, job well done. Yeah. So, again, I'm oh, almost said that gym now. There's nothing against the gyms that do what I just mentioned because I respect it. But for us, um, is it difficult to train a class of 24 people and every spot's full and then one person comes in 15 minutes late and they're like, hey, what are we doing today? Is that difficult? Yes. No. However, I feel like they're worth it. Mm -hmm. it difficult for me, if it's worth it, I'm going to do what's 
difficult. Yeah. My kids, sometimes they can be difficult. <laughs> they're worth but it. But they're worth it. Yeah. Tina, hallelujah. <laughs> she can be difficult. But goodness, God darn it, she is so freaking worth it. <laughs> my dad probably, my mom probably looked at my little skinny butt and was like, oh, he is, oh, Chris Green. But godly, <laughs> he is worth it. So, uh, man, I love you guys and what I'm getting to. And that policy won't change. And I don't care how much we grow. Yeah. You know, I want to always inspire people no matter what they're coming in and dealing with. I think that's amazing, man. That's I think that's what it's all about. Coming from a, a football culture of like you know, you know, you walk in the weight room late doing burpees. For me, honestly it was an adjustment. Mm. Um but I understand that. And for me, I I think I, I am an understanding person. So going into understanding like, hey, the same way yeah. y- you know, people get off work, gotta drive through traffic. Like, Absolutely. They might have actually left on time and we all know Houston traffic. So yeah. Yeah, they might have sat in it. When they get there, they might be frustrated. Absolutely. So the last thing somebody frustrated walking in the gym wants to hear is, "Ah, you, ten minutes late, you're putting yourself in a bad position. This gonna, this you know, shouldn't work out." Like, no. Yeah. Hey. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. And I think to be honest, too, call me out or cut me off, either or, Jared. Me <laughs> too. I think the person that's late because they're late, and they're not being respectful of your time, they catch on quickly. Mm-hmm. There's times where I probably have trained someone and they were just being lackadaisical and not as respectful as they could have been for your time in the class time. But when they see the energy that you gave and the importance and how they value you being there, sometimes that changes and shifts. Mm-hmm. So for those that own gyms or or you're just in a leadership role, sometimes beating people up, doing burpees for every every minute that you're late, you're going to do a burpee, right? That's, that's like you – that's like um, – I'm trying to think of an example outside of fitness. If you're a principal, right, and maybe they took a phone out and text somebody and somehow you walk by the classroom and that's not the procedure, sometimes you penalizing them publicly is not the way of doing it. So why would I bring you into a gym, publicly make you do burpees, and count them. You're not even warm. I'm just going to throw you into some burpees. Yeah. And what is that going to do to everybody else? They're going to potentially laugh or clap or whatever. Like, how does that make that person feel? Mm-hmm. Do you really want to come back? You know, and for some cultures, they like that. Yeah. Some cultures, it says, hey, man, I was late, and now I'm not going to be late, so I'm going to be on time next time. But for, I think, the Mean Green culture, um, I don't think that's the picture we want to paint. And um, I also will say this, I've done that. I've made that mistake before. Mm-hmm. I'm not on a high horse saying the decisions that we make now was because we sit on perfection. I'm so far to tell you that I'm on the opposite end of perfection. I've done I've I've done the burpee thing. Yeah. I've done the I've never not let nobody work out. Once. <laughs> <laughs> she still trains with me. Once. <laughs> because she she she's She's notorious for being late, yeah. and then she was late, and then she came in and said, oh, I don't want to do the first part. I just want to do the conditioning. And I was like, hey, that's destructive. She's like, well, that's on you. So the next time she came in late, I was like, no, this is destructive, and again, it's on me. So yeah. I had to – but I had to do that more so for the culture. Yeah. Like, that was disrespectful. Yeah. And I still – <laughs> Hopefully she's watching this podcast because we're really close. So, but I had to do that for culture. I had to do that for a leadership role. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, I think Jared, I think that's something that I believe in. Let me ask you that question in return. Um, are you for that? Are you against that? Because as a, as a, as someone that is as 
you have a, a, a leader DNA for me, mm-hmm. and you might not like that. You might be like, man, Chris, I really want to just shut the door or whatnot. What do you think after hearing that explanation? I think it's a fine line. I think – and the unfortunate part about training – well, I'm not going to say unfortunate, but the the part that you have to make adjustments with is there – you can't differentiate, like, off jump in a situation where somebody's being – disrespectful and yeah. just doesn't care being like some days ago with time and somebody's actually just trying to get there yeah they might walk up at the same time but one person had an excuse that sounds the exact same as the other one Absolutely. so it's kind of hard to like that it's, it's one way or the other way when it comes to trying to figure out what you're going to do with that yeah if you're late you're late if you're not yeah if you're, if you're, basically we gotta let you come in or we we don't yeah so i think for us it's worth it that you know the person that really tried doesn't have to pay as opposed to the person that's just not caring. Absolutely. So I think that's kind of the, the, the thin line that you skate with that. Absolutely. But Well said. From, it's rough because Mean Green is about empowerment. We want to empower people. We don't want anybody feeling that I tried so hard to get here and they didn't even let me work out. Like mm. that's, that's not what we're going for. That's not for. our culture. Mm-mm. Um, but with empowerment, you also want to promote timeliness. Mm-hmm. So, But I think that's more so worth – conversation so there are people that show up 10 15 minutes late to class religiously and you just like yeah absolutely hey right (laughs) like you do want to start talking to them because at the end of the day um like us you were an athlete i was an athlete uh we had to lift on a time schedule we had to be places on a schedule um you guys you have work you have to be there at a certain time so um i think being on time placing priority on certain things yeah. is good for your life. So obviously you want to be on time. Yeah. But for us, because we are about empowerment and understanding that things happen in life and we want you to come as you are, uh, it's important that, you know, yeah. we just, we take that path of yeah. just come. And that's the way we want to do it. Yeah. It's not not saying that's right or wrong. It's just the way we want to <laughs> do it. And it's the way that we going to do it. But time is important. It is important. And you know, I, I I want to plug into something else, but I feel the need to say this, man, um, for business owners, specifically gym owners. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times we read and you listen to podcasts and you hear what other gym owners do. And just because another gym do it, if it's not your DNA, that don't mean you should do it. I think you should figure out what your DNA is as a a brand. For us specifically, to give you another example, school – started what a week or two ago mm-hmm. and um i have a, a, a great population in that five o'clock class Teachers. it was their first you know, in education and um first week some of them principals some of them first time like it's just variety right so the first week of school that has to be hectic even for the person that has a child and they figuring out pickup schedules and drop-off schedules or whatever right yeah so one of the girls came in I'm a hugger for those that never trained with me. So I'm hugging everybody. <laughs> and it's a, it's a specific group, man. I love those ladies. I was like, hey, where's such and such? And he was like, oh, yeah, she's probably not going to make it because today, um, you know, things ran over. And she didn't want to be, you know, five, ten minutes late. So I was like, man, I wish I could have told her. Like, I don't care. Like, I want her here. Yeah. Kid you not, dear. I don't know if such and such text <laughs> such and such. But she came in and jumped in. Like, she looked excited. Like, yeah. oh, I'm here. Like, Ooh, oh, man. <laughs> and, like, 
what an asshole would I have I been if I'd have been like, oh, yeah, she would have been 10 minutes late. Oh, yeah, she better not come to my class. She made the right choice. Glad she stayed home. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's just not mean green. Yeah. And it sounds different from the name, right? Yeah. But nice green <laughs> just didn't sound as good, guys. Jolly green. Right. Jolly green fitness, <laughs> right? But, um, man, I just think owners got to really look at – I could have really pissed her off that day. Yeah. Or I could have really made her happy. For Chris and Mean Green, we're going to choose the route to make people happy. Bring and um, that's just the dice I'm going to roll. You know, will out of ten people, will two people potentially kind of drag their leg just to be late because of whatever? Maybe. But if I can get eight people to be excited because I didn't butcher them because they were five, ten minutes late, so be it. I'm living with those odds yeah. all day, every day. So. Uh, and the truth is if eight people are on time and two aren't, uh, hmm. what do we talk about? You know, the average of the people you're around. Yeah. So if the whole class is on time, we starting on time. You probably, even if you're not on time, you're feeling that urge like, oh, yeah, sure, everybody's not on time. Yeah. Let me, yeah, yeah. Let me figure it out. Yeah. All right. I so love it. accepting people as they are. All Acceptance. Right. Here goes another one. This one's interesting because we all come from different situations. Mm -hmm. Mean Green does a great job of, of accepting people that are in bad places. When I say bad places, I'm not talking neighborhood, all right? I'm talking mentally and mm -hmm. emotionally. Man, shout out to every single person that has a leadership role in Mean Green. When I say leadership, I'm talking about anybody that works from the last class of day to the first class to the person that's working the front desk or behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Like, Man, I just I love our team on how they accept people no matter what mental or emotional state they're in. And, um, you know, this is something that you don't publicize on your IG page or Facebook. Mm -hmm. A lot of people really tell us some of the deepest emotional places that they're at. You know, we talked a little bit about talking to people before and after classes for sometimes minutes, yeah. sometimes over hours, right? Yeah. So just imagine the amount of conversations people trust us to to have with them and i have to salute our team man we really accept people no matter where they're at like it's easy for a brand to say he negative we don't want him at our gym Absolutely. because he negative he come in here he pissed off all the time like no like you'll notice people will come in sometimes in a bad mood but they'll leave in a good mood yeah i applaud you mean green because that's Absolutely. our job you know so jared hearing that accepting people in a bad place mm -hmm. because again we it's life. You know, we've dealt with some hardship things and we've dealt with some amazing things in life. Yeah. But think of the things that people deal with. Somebody getting fired. Mm -hmm. And the next place they go to, true story, they typically go to the gym. Let me work out some of this frustration. Think about that, guy. <laughs> like, I'm not telling you to comment down below <laughs> if you ever got fired and came to Mean Green, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be, screw it, it's the Mean Green show every day. <laughs> I'm about to just say it, Jared. When people get fired, they typically come to the gym. When people have to fire somebody that they love, they come to the gym. When people get into it with a girlfriend or boyfriend, they come to the gym. When you found out you got cheated on, they come to the gym. I'm just being real, yeah. right? You get in a car wreck or somebody tried to run you off the road, you come to the freaking gym. So is it for, for this to be the hub that helps heal mm -hmm. a heart or a mentality man i think you have to accept that with a sense of honor mm -hmm. and i'm so grateful that we can train people when they're in a bad mood mm -hmm. 
I'm glad that we can train people if they're negative that day. I'm glad we can train people that's mourning that day. Yeah. I'm glad that we get to train people that's fighting depression or anxiety. Because if they trust us to come on that day, then that means we can be the light yeah. for them. So, again, man, uh, for us specifically, yeah, we accept people as they are and also what they're going through. And I believe that's a that's a staple of our culture. And that's, again, something that I don't ever want to change no matter how much we grow. Absolutely. I think uh, as trainers, so this is a shout-out to all of the trainers at Mean Green because I think everybody has that ability. I think a lot of us are um, – I just call it blessed with the ability to feel, right? Mm -hmm. So, yes, we know the body, but at the same time, we have to know the mind, right? So if you guys are training, if you're pushing, and as a trainer, I got to see how far I can push you, right? Uh, I think I saw a post by, uh -oh. I think it was Asani and Damien. Uh -oh. <laughs> it was like no, somebody, was, somebody was under the bench, and um, I, I, dude, dude needed like one more rep, and he wrecked it. He was like, no, nah, he's trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it was the day we were doing drop sets on the bench. Oh, yeah. I went over to Asani and Damien. They went, man, they hated me that day. But, I remember that. Uh, the point that. is, you know, I'm able to look at the body. I'm able to look at facial expressions and see, like, what's, what are you actually feeling? Are you actually able to do another rep? And if yeah. you are, I'm going to make you do it. Absolutely. Right? But um, the point I get behind that is as trainers, like, we're able to see, right? We're able yeah. to talk to you guys. And uh, one of the big things is also, uh, like, the psychology so we're able to feel. Um, I ask all you guys. That's good. Um, everything that he just said. When you come to the gym, have have you guys had a bad day? Have you had a bad time in your life? That's good. Jack. Comment below. Yes. No. Hold on. Yes. Hold on. No. Can I comment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some bad <laughs> days as well, and I'm so glad that I jumped into. <laughs> Alex and Jared and Milton and Bobby's class. Oh, yeah, and Harmony. She's funny. <laughs> right, boom. All right. I did my comment. There we go. There we go. All right. <laughs> so the thing is, I, I, I can almost guarantee you 100% of the people that are watching this podcast right now said yes. Absolutely. I've had a bad day. He's had a bad day. You've had a bad day. The good thing about us and what we do as trainers, we understand that. Right? So you understand that. The difference is if something bad happened to me, something bad happened to you, even if it's the exact same thing, you handle it differently than yeah. I do, right? Yeah. And for us as trainers, that's, I think, our biggest blessing is to understand that. Mm. So that's whatever cool. might be going on in you guys' life, I have to understand that, hey, you, you might have broke a toenail. For me, personally, I'm like, toenail. That's a toenail. But for you, I understand that might be like, I yeah, lost man. my I broke I broke my iPhone camera today. Yeah. That might be that for you. So um I think as trainers, like I said, we, we do a good job of placing right. ourselves in your shoes the best way possible to understand that and to to care for that in a in a way that needs to be cared for. So yeah. a broken toenail, like I said, to me is probably a broken iPhone camera. I use that for work. For you, you know, you might wear heels to work, you know, have a presentation that you want to put forth and that actually affects your job, affects your day. So I get it. I understand that. And now, you know, trying to put myself on the broken camera side, how can we get better from the broken camera? But for you, it's a broken toe. But you, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Like, that's the that's where we try to place ourselves. I so. love that. I love that, bro. It, it, when you said that, it brought me to walk into a class and seeing the same person. And y'all may laugh because I've done this quite frequently, is when I see somebody, I'm like, yo, Amber, what's up? 
and she says, "Hey, Chris." I'm like, "Oh, hey. <laughs> uh oh, what's wrong?" <laughs> you know. And I think that's the thing you asked in a couple episodes ago, or one of the podcasts, like the way we hire people. Mm-hmm. That's not a part of our job description in Mean Green. We don't say, "Hey, if somebody's having a bad day, do you a tell them <laughs> what's wrong?" B walk on and go to the next spot yeah. you know we don't we don't do that it's more of a, a character trait and uh i i strive to try to bring the best down the earth people uh good people that can sense that mm-hmm. but when we talk about why mean green do things that other gyms may not potentially do or, or boot camps going specifically into this topic uh, topic of um we accept how did, how did we word it I just forgot it that quick. Today's? Yeah, episode. Oh, come as you are? Come as you are. You know, those those simple words, uh, you okay? Mm-hmm. You know, because it happened to me. Uh, man, it sucked. I thought I was a man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was a man. Because, like, my dad, he's he's a man, man, dog. Like, my dad's that type of dude that can go catch a fish and then, you know, Cut bite it. the head off <laughs> to his family. And, like, we're in the, we're in the forest. Like, we're going to survive. Yeah. Man, me and my boys, if that had to be me, I'm like, oh, we just going, we ain't going to make it, guys. But, <laughs> but, you know, seeing my dad, you know, he's, he's so inspiring as a, as such a, a man that I try to be. Yeah. Um, one of the difficult days, I know we shared something similar. It was uh, we had to put my dog down, Rondo, Tina's dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm the man. I'm like, I can't let my wife do this by herself. Yeah. So, it's, it, this is a sad story, so I'm going to fast forward and be really quick with it. We we get in there, and you see them puppy eyes. It just hits you. So I'm like, I'm, dang, I'm not going to say I'm a coward, but I was, I had a cowardly mentality that day because I wanted to do what was easy instead of what was right. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, when you put a dog down, you can either be there or not be there. And I was like, I love you, Rondo. I'm ready to leave. And as I'm leaving, Tina's like, I'm not leaving my dog here. Yeah. I was like, oh, Tina, (laughs) you're going to make me cry in front of everybody. Everybody. And, uh, you know, it's just the fast forward, what happened, I should have took my butt home. But I went to class. (laughs) And I tried, man. I I came up here and, you know, what's unique about me, I can can feel some way, but do something different. Mm -hmm. That day, oh, I just, I was still saying the workout. Yeah. I still smile, but people notice, and those same words came back. Yeah. You okay? Chris, what's wrong? And the reason why I'm pointing that out is because, again, let's go back to that, that the reflection in the mirror. Yeah. The same way I ask you guys is the same way that you ask us, and that creates that culture, mm-hmm. right? It's not that we accept private club members at Mean Green. It's like we accept each other. There's a, there's a beautiful exchange, to be honest. So I just wanted to commend you guys for those moments, you know, where – we're bragging on our our team and our staff mm-hmm. on how we accept, they accept people no matter what toenails been broken <laughs> exactly. or what dog has, you know, passed away on them. But y'all do the same thing for us. Absolutely. And that's the culture. That's Mean Green. So, again, going back to the, the title of this whole series, yeah, this is what Mean Green do. And potentially mm-hmm. other gyms or other brands may not do that. But I think that's why we are Mean Green, yeah. to be honest. So. I so, love that. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said that. I've had moments too. Yeah. Go to go to class. And like, you okay? I like, you know what? I'll be honest. Not up to my best part, but you're gonna get my best energy today, and roll with it from there. Got to respect it though, right? Yeah. <laughs> Got to respect it, and it's um, I think our team is like that, and it's tough because 
especially as a dude in my household, in my neighborhood, you're brought up not to show weakness. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I strive my best to do that. <laughs> but then there's times where, because we're, we're humans, especially people that see you consistently, they can see that. So I think, again, as we accept people in whatever condition they're in, I think the beautiful exchange is that they do the same thing to us. So love you guys. Let me ask you guys, as a as a trainer, hearing what he just said, is that something that you respect, the trainer that show no weakness, show no mercy, or the trainer that is, like, down to earth, like, hey, today's not the best day, <laughs> right? Like, what, what, what do y'all say? I, I want to see. I'm curious to see. Just because, like, I don't know, man. I I love great service. You know, that's why I love Chick Fil A, Apple, the 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 brands that go out their way to serve. Mm-hmm. I love that. But man, let me meet somebody at Chick Fil A that's just that sees me. Well, I don't go to Chick Fil A as much as I used to. Starbucks, a good mm-hmm. example. I go to the same one pretty much every day. And like, if I come in and I don't look the certain way, it's this one chick. She's just like, Mister Green, everything good today? <laughs> You're not changing the world today. What, what podcast? Like, she know me because I'm usually listening to podcasts and I pull up and she's like, what do you listen to today? Yeah. So even when I'm off there, it's like she noticed. Yeah. That makes me want to go to that freaking Starbucks. No matter how much they increase that price every <laughs> other month, I'm there. Yeah. Right? Like, even, like, I just, I, I love good service, but more importantly, I love people that make me feel like I'm there. Yeah. And um, that's that's always an ambition for me, for me and Green, is um, make sure people know that they're wanted. Yeah. So... Absolutely. I, I I think I love that about us, just acceptance. And I think <laughs> I went to a, a restaurant. Typically, you know, when they take your order and they cook in the back or whatever, they don't necessarily, I don't know, I don't, I don't tip when it's not like a server actually okay. serving you. So uh, I don't know if y'all do, if it's bad, my bad, I'm sorry. They comment. <laughs> they they, 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 they comment. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, no, just just from what you said, like people noticing and people putting you in a good mood, good day. I feel like the trainers do a good job of that here because, like I said, when I went yeah. to that restaurant, um, took my order, and then I think it was only like nine dollars. The person at the front, she's like, "That that's gonna be nine hundred dollars." I said, "Whoa!" Whoa. <laughs> but you know, joking, yeah. and then we were going back and forth. I was like, nine hundred. Right. So I was like, "Oof." Um, Right. I mean, I guess you could take it. I, right. I, I guess you got me. She's like, I know you got it. I see that hair. It's all moisturized and curly. I was like, so I it was just it's the hair, guys. It's the hair. So it was just, you know, it brought, I it kind of made me laugh a little bit joyful. So I, I pressed that tip button. I was like, absolutely. You, you, you put a smile on my face today. So like, I think that's what well, our goal it. is, our purpose here. Like that, that, that value is kind of is is worth it, right? Yeah. So I love it. Well said, Jay. Two more things. These are supposed to be bullets, but they can't be. So Uh-oh. let's run into it. So I'm still going off of the, the intro that you opened up with. Come right? with your yeah. Um, so the first thing you mentioned was what we just talked about. The second word you said that stuck out to me, I'm going to open with a quote. Okay. But I'm going to let you guys know that this quote makes no <laughs> freaking sense. All right. But it, it fits it fits what we're talking about, and I'm going to go there with me. So give me give me a little foundation time to build it and it fits also a theme that happens this saturday the quote is blood is thicker than mud (laughs) by uncle baby 
Joe. Uncle Baby Joe. Which y'all will meet for those that are listening to this at <laughs> this Saturday. Saturday. Be there, Uncle Baby Joe. So he, he walks around as a kid, man. I used to always hear him say that. And then one random day at boot camp um, at Herman Park, I said, it don't matter. Blood is thicker than mud. And like everybody looked at me like, what? <laughs> and I began to think about it. I was like, is it? You know? <laughs> And then they was like, who is that? I was like, well, my Uncle Baby Joe taught me that quote. And, I, and they was like, they made a theme out of it. So that's actually how the Uncle Baby Joe workout became established because I said that quote at boot camp. Yeah. But so, all right, now I'm kind of, <laughs> hopefully somebody laughed. But now I want to build up to what I was saying. You know, is blood really thicker than mud? I don't know. I don't think it is, right? Like, especially if it gets dry or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the thing that I love to point out is for me personally, family is not just the people that are in your bloodline. Yeah. And I think that you have people that you come across and you build a relationship with, mm-hmm. whether you're coworkers, um, you know, people you just walk by and see at Starbucks. Then you have people that are really good friends. And then you have people that like you consider like Jerry and I, I consider Jerry my brother, right? Yeah. So it doesn't take a bloodline for you to be family. And I believe especially for those that stay here more than six months, year, two, three, they literally go into what we call bleed green, like <laughs> literally become family. Jared, my question to you when you say family that are literally not bloodline mm-hmm. but become like family, since you came back from school and playing pro, don't even say me or Milton. Okay. Do you feel like you've established relationships where it's like, man, that's my family? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's people that I, I they come to me. <laughs> uh people that I all like I, I just want to be around. Yeah. I wanna hang out with, I want people that I can text when I'm down, people yeah. that I can go to for a good laugh. Um Yeah. I this every everything you need out of a family is you can get mm. from from here, from what I've built personally. So That's definitely true. dope. My true story. Y'all can y'all can check Tina <laughs> to make sure this is true. I'm not making this up. My wedding was so difficult for us because <clears throat> I lead a brand, mm-hmm. right? And then um, I'm from Houston. I play collegiate ball in Houston. Mm-hmm. I've made a lot of relationships in Houston. Um, then I have my family, my mm-hmm. bloodline family. So like trying to keep a wedding party under two three hundred was going to be a nightmare so we did little strategic things to, <laughs> to try to minimize the list i can't make this stuff up but when it came down to our invites i told tina i was like i'm not inviting people based upon the green blood i'm basing pe- uh, my invite based upon my family connection that i'm close with so yeah. obviously i have family that i've seen but then there's family that i've never seen yeah but typically you send those wedding invitations because, you know, your dad want your cousin from Mississippi to come in, but you never met them. And, like, man, weddings cost. Yeah. So I made a commitment. I was like, no, I'm inviting my family from Mean Green. And um, I was able to do that. And looking back now, I don't regret that. Yeah. And I'm going to say this, and then you say you what you going to say, and then we'll go to the third one. Um, we do – what other gyms and boot camps may not do. Specifically, accept people where they are. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I said that, and I'm going to keep rewinding that back, because 
It's interesting, Jared. I didn't know gyms didn't operate that way until maybe about five years in the brand. I I thought this was like what everybody did. <laughs> like, how would you go to the gym and everybody not know everybody? Yeah. Like, how an owner can come in and not know people's names? How could a coach come in and be dry with people and, and not get there before class and leave right? I didn't know that wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. So looking at that now, man, I, I value the family atmosphere that we have. And um, it's cool to see kickball games and people bringing, you know, Cliff brought his little girl, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Just to see Nikki bring her, like everybody bringing their kids is such a family atmosphere. And there's no way possible that takes place if we were cut and dry. And again, I believe that's because we don't limit the culture. I mean, we don't limit our family based upon our bloodline. Yeah. I believe every person here considers somebody in this gym probably close to family if they've been here more than a year. I guarantee it. Yeah. I, I think it's shown in weddings, birthday celebrations, outings. Like, literally, you guys are taking pictures. And we're like, oh, they hang out? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I think it's – it is it's dope to see. I actually have a, a friend that I went to high school with uh, came, tried out the class, and I, was, I think it was like last week, saw that they were taking a picture with another boot camp member at a baseball game. So wow. Like, yeah. Okay. So I was like, it's just they, everybody. I love it, They man. mesh, get close, and I gym, gym family. It yep. a family. Shout outs. This is your time. Shout out your uh, your fam. Who, yep. who down Who's below? Who's your gym fam? Yeah. Who, <laughs> put them down, man. Um, so, man, I hate to fa <coughs> fast forward through family because mm -hmm. we could really spend time with that one because, uh, you know, the cool thing about family, you grow together, you have challenges together, and you figure it out. And um, I would love to spend more time on it, but I wanted to tell you guys, man, I appreciate you guys considering the culture of Mean Green family because it's likewise. It's right back into every time with you guys. Um, last one. Point three. Probably could have started with it, but remember I said I wanted to finish with it. Mm -hmm. Is uh, culture like your race, mm -hmm. right? Your response. 209, me doing boot camp, I was kind of labeled as the black trainer that mm -hmm. only trained black people. You look at our crowds now from all our boot camps to different gyms, people are like, how in the world are you diverse? Mm -hmm. What's your initial thought process of the voice? I'm trying to be funny when I say this. The voice you hear on YouTube of Chris <laughs> back in 209 <laughs> with the body frame from 209, <laughs> what, how, what comes to mind with you hearing that I said, man, I, I only train black people. Only, only black people would train with me or vice versa. Like, what do you – What's your first thought? Can you even imagine that? No. Wow. <laughs> Not at all. Wow. I think this is going to be a little deep. I'm going to sip some water. Hold on. You think of something, but I, I got something to say. Go for it. You th as far as what? I don't know. I just want to sip some water. <laughs> all right. Let's dive into it. All right. Race is such a big thing. It is huge. And um, I don't run from it. I don't run from it. I, I, I believe in love. I believe that I think love, not I think, I know love conquers everything. Mm -hmm. I use this example quite a bit, and I use it quickly. We go, we're planning on going to the Texans game. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm a black guy. You mix with black and Hispanic. They're going to be Asian guys, Hispanic guys, white guys. It's going to be all over. 
if our Texans happen to score a touchdown <laughs> and we're all Texan fans, oh, it's going to be high fives. You want this? Take a beer. Here's, here's <laughs> some candy, whatever, right? And it's because our common interest of the Texans is love. Yeah. That's why I believe love conquers all. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that we all have these things that we do together, but we don't involve it with love, right? Politics, religion, the courtroom. There mm-hmm. are so many different things that I believe the nucleus should be love, yeah. but it's not. Absolutely. The cool thing with me and Green, guess what the nucleus is? <laughs> love. Love. And initially in 209, it wasn't that I only trained black people or only black people wanted to give me a chance. The truth was, was that I didn't show love. I just was trying to be the best trainer. Mm-hmm. That was my, that was, it wasn't that I was the swollest dude training. It wasn't that I had the most experience. It was that I offered the most love. Yeah. Once that got out, oh man, it was unbelievable. But it was a way of giving it, right? Because I knew, I knew, I knew my my niche was personality, love, empowering, and going the extra mile and being positive. I knew that, but I didn't know how to show it. When I figured out how to show that, especially digitally, it changed the game. Yeah. So hearing that, seeing that, now that we're in 20, where are we at? Two. 2022, why do you think different cultures not only trust the brand, but also work out in a room or park with different cultures? Um, Because there's a lot of heat out. It's a lot of heat outside. Mm -hmm. And I ain't talking the heat from the sun. I just, I don't, I believe from the foundation you've built, Mean Green isn't seen as that's a ex boot camp. Like we don't, we don't have a title. It's not a an ex boot camp, mm. or a, and that's not an ex gym, right? That's like we you you've separated division. Let's just call it what it is, right? I think when you think race, a lot of the times you think division. Oh, that's a that's a black bar. Oh, that's a that's a black restaurant. You're dividing. You're literally uh, dividing stuff. Jump in there. So that's a that's that's where the rich white people go. That's like it's literally. So basically, you're saying I can't go there because I'm black, or I shouldn't go there because I'm white, right? That we don't. There's no title of that here, and that, that's what you have. And I've heard that about gyms and boot camps and mm-hmm. different places. Oh, that's most of their clientele is black, or most of their clientele is is white, or most like I've heard that, and it's literally creating division. So uh, I think that is why people are able. No matter what you are, nobody walks in here thinking, "Oh, this is a black gym," or "Oh, this is a a, a Mexican gym," or a or whatever. Right? No, 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 no different race or culture. Same thing with the boot camps. Nobody walks in like look look thinking that at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's why people are just able to come in, it. open mind, open space. I love it. This is I'm coming to get to a gym to get fit. I think that's that's again that's what it's about, right? Because mm-hmm. what's interesting about this. I am a black dude. Mm-hmm. I do own this business, right? Majority of our classes, you're going to listen to hip-hop music. Yeah. That's just the culture. It doesn't mean we only train a specific person, right? But I think you do have to be careful as a leader to present what you want. Absolutely. And I think, and this came from Shannon more so when early on, 
you know, one thing that I really strive on is love. And love sometimes you have to make really, really difficult decisions. Mm -hmm. And going back to what I was saying, the reason why I said I am a black owner, there there are people that are really proud that I'm in the fitness space as long as I've been and I'm black, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that goes both ways. I've had white friends that are like, man, I'm so, man, I'm proud of you, man. You know, to be a black business owner, I'm hoping that you get X, Y, Z, just like anybody else. And yeah. then there are people that are black that's like, man, a black person, I've, I've never seen that. Yeah. So that's pretty cool, right? So the reason why I'm pointing that out and the reason why I love sometimes make you make the right decision, but sometimes it's hard. I had a lady come to my boot camp and um, she loved black people. And I had a person that came in that wasn't black. And she kind of was intimidating. Like, why are you at this boot camp? Why you ain't over there? You should be over there. This is a black boot camp. This is a black owned. And I had to call her out. Now, you got to understand my personality. I'm open a little bit more now with you guys on this podcast show because mm -hmm. it's the mean green show. <laughs> every, right? So you're seeing a side, but for those that typically see me in class, I'm the big smiling guy that's yeah. always positive. Like that moment, I couldn't be the smiling guy. I couldn't be, nah, you, gotta you know, so I literally <laughs> had to call it out. Like, look, like, yeah, I am black, but I train everybody. I love everybody. She's like, yeah, but we got to celebrate. I was like, yeah, I love black people. I love white people. I love Hispanic. Like, I love her just the way I love you, and yeah. she's welcome. But if you don't feel that way, you're not welcome here. That's one of probably three times I had to tell somebody that they wasn't really welcome here. And uh, she left. She canceled boot camp. Never seen her again. But I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I think when you stand on love is what I'm getting to, and that's what our culture is. When you stand on love, it doesn't matter what your color is. It doesn't matter what kind of church you go to or you know your preference of the way that you want to dress or who you're going to date it, it doesn't matter in mean green and i think seeing that at kickball this past weekend yeah. like it was night so i think somebody was like recording up top and i was just looking at all these <laughs> different people man and it wasn't one crowd hanging with another crowd I and mean, it was gyms and boot camps mixed yeah. it wasn't like the white guys over here and then the black guys over. it was like everybody was mixed and mingled and laughing and celebrating didn't matter how, who worked where or who voted for who love freaking conquers all man so again for me jared what it what and why and what some of the things we do different i believe that's it absolutely um who do we accept every single person that i just named and it's all the common denominator of love and uh, I'm hoping somebody put a love emoji or a heart emoji down below. But, uh, Jared, as we wrap this up, man, hearing what I just said about the experience. Because, uh, man, 2020, when George Floyd was um, murdered, mm -hmm. literally, on in front of <laughs> millions and millions of people, was able to see that. That caused a lot of tension. You know, then you're doing, it's a political campaign that's going on for the next election. It was a lot, and I remember, um, I remember sitting in the garage, because every company pretty much had to make a statement on their social media, and I I didn't make one yet. It wasn't that I wasn't going to make one. I wanted to make the best one. I wanted to be able to do it with, with action, and mm -hmm. we were able to do a big um, online thing, and people donated money. We were able to give it to a foundation, but man, it was just so cool. I had friends that trained me green 
that that are not black and they was like man do if you ever want to sit and just talk you know it i i i feel your frustration like like that yeah. was so amazing that's for real. me and um that's why mean green's mean green it's uh literally we're green i think <laughs> but uh hearing all that man you being mix mm-hmm. you being a guy that played football in nebraska mm-hmm. it's a different culture potentially oh, nebraska. you play football in wisconsin right so seeing these different lifestyles and then you come into the city that's you know vibrant with um diversity mm-hmm. and then here's this gym that it, it's like come on in like, yeah. <laughs> obviously you like it but what would you what would you express to them for them to hear from your perspective um i mean one of the the things that i felt in nebraska was i was different right um and the thing about acceptance is you can accept that you're you're different but you're still different Mm. right so every like one thing i always tell people about playing football in nebraska when i was up there walking into a restaurant you know Mm. i'm 6'2 i got I, I, I've i always, for the most part, had some kind of hair on my head. Um, played football, so I worked out a lot, um, which are all factors that might have somebody look at you, right? Muscles, hair, height, but I was also black. So, I, you know, anytime I walk in a restaurant, yeah. follow me to the table, sit down, look at me. Now, I'm not, I'm not I guess what you call it, a bigot. I'm not a big. I'm not gonna sit here and say everybody that did that. Jay Mills up. Uh, I'm not gonna sit here and say everybody that did that was racist. All right. I was just different. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I kind of thought about when it came to playing football in Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, everywhere I went, I was just different. Uh, when I got back here, I wasn't so different. Mm. Right. So everybody is is easy to accept. Is I don't know. It's just you just feel you fit right in. You feel yeah. like family. Um. And again, not that one one of the things that I was able to do in Nebraska was accept the fact that I was different. Not everybody's racist. Not everybody's looking at me yeah. because they don't like me or because they feel some type of way about me. They, I was just different. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah, it's, it's not what they were used to. Yeah. Um. So that's honestly what I would say. Now, for me, it's, again, you're still different. So for me, like I, I don't really, I don't want to have to live this i don't have to have right. to be, you don't have to be there right but to you guys just understand that people some like it's people's reactions to you people's the way that they view it might not might not always be with negative intent it's just that sometimes some of the things you do say handle you might just be different, different right um but that's what i love about mean green that's what i love about the city of houston um everybody kind of just fits in right yeah, yeah. i don't well said. Well said. I don't think <laughs> I can say anything after. You know, it's just it sounds beautiful to hear a man in their twenties say that. You know, because social media is such a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. You have so much access to see so many different things. You know, like for me, you know, I'm an eighties baby, so 
you hear racism, you see, you heard of things that was cruel, but to see it now in this generation, it's like, whoa. So sometimes I'm like at all, like, what is the next generation going to be? Are they going to be rebels? Mm -hmm. And for you to be as vibrant with your personality to say like, man, no, some people are just different. You know, a lot of times people do throw race cards out and it's not a, it's not a racism thing. It's just, you're it's different. You know, if, if I went, if, if you put Jared in Nebraska, he may be different. Absolutely. from what he's seen at the nightclub, right? But if you take somebody out of Nebraska and take them to Atlanta, it's different. They're it doesn't different. mean somebody's racist. But um, at the uh, at the end of the day, man, I believe, like you said, the diversity is created by love yeah. and accepting people for who they are right there. And uh, I love that about Mean Green. Um, I'm going to finish it with giving my brother Milton a shout-out. I there think – one thing that Milton showed me at a young age was diversity without me knowing it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if, if you take – what's that oh, movie? Oh, friend groups, man. <laughs> what's that movie, dog? It's um, – Kevin Hart is trying to get this guy married, and he bought Kevin Hart to get him – The Ringer? The Ringer. And you remember he had all the different friends that yeah. just didn't even look like that guy. <laughs> so shout out to all Milton friends. That's, that's kind of how I live, right? So <laughs> like shout out to Danny, Pete, Marcus. So you, you hear Danny talk, and then you hear Marcus talk. You're like, hold <laughs> on. Then you hear Pete talk. Then you hear Rob. So it's like he showed me such a beautiful connection, but it wasn't about race. It mm-hmm. wasn't about what type of house you grew up in. It was just about we have something in common, and I love you, bro. Yeah. And because I seen that, I believe at a young age, I did the same exact thing that he did, but not just within my friends, but I did that within, within the business, within the brand. And because of that, man, I think that's why it took place for one of the reasons. So very grateful for that. And I'm grateful for all of you guys, man. Um, you know, this series has been really intriguing to talk about. Yeah. Getting on here, expressing more of what you probably thought you was going to say, <laughs> not knowing what was going to be men- mentioned specifically. Absolutely. But it's been beautiful, but it's also been uh, a time for me to reflect and a time for me to continue to focus on things that this is built on. So, again, it's just another episode to show you why we potentially may be different, and we're going to continue to build on love. We're going to continue to accept people where they're at mentally and emotionally, continue to accept people where they're at in the journey of their fitness life or outside of fitness. We're going to continue to embrace and empower no matter – whether you come in 10 minutes late or whether you just had a freaking bad day. Yeah. And, uh, again, that's why we're mean green. You got anything? Love it. Love it, love, love it, love it. At, at, when I said come as you are, at no point did I think we were going to finish off saying let's continue to build on love. <laughs> <laughs> but let's continue to build on love, y'all. Absolutely. Um, next week. This is Next week is the last week of, of this the series. series yeah. um, we're just going to – we're just going to pop in, pop in and let them see what we're doing, or are we going to give them a little? We've got some guest guest appearances. Right. We won't be alone. Yeah, we won't leave we it there. Not, yeah, we won't be alone. We won't be alone. <laughs> and it's going to be cool for you guys to get um, their insight yeah. because people that are behind the scenes don't always get the mic. So I'm going to be excited to see them get the mic. Oh, yeah. Cool. Did you bring those bells? Where did that come from? I have no idea. I wonder if they heard that. I don't know. It was like an outro music. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. (laughs) I think that's all we have. (laughs) All Um, right. Again, next week we are – or next month in October, we're really planning some really 
awesome and amazing things for a theme that takes place in every October. Not September. Not September, for October. October. Yeah. And uh, we want you guys to be a part of it. So if you see us push a lot of things to give back to a specific, because um, I don't want to give away a specific foundation. foundation that is trying to change the cause, mm-hmm. um, man, be a part of it. It's going to be special. Please, All please, right. please. All right. We love you guys. I'm signing out. Y'all take care.